Willa, 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 not suicidal, not suicidal, not suicidal, not suicidal. I don't like red nooses around my neck. Don't like red nooses. Don't like them. Don't like red nooses. Okay, so we just got that out of the way. Let's talk about Epstein. The COVID-19 agenda, Tesla technology, 9-11, reptilian aliens, Jeffrey Epstein, QAnon. You're listening to The Propaganda Report. I'm Brad Binkley. Monica was unable to record with us today, but I do have two very special guests that are going to be joining us to discuss a wide range of conspiracy theories, many that we often don't get a chance to talk about on our daily show or to dive into really deep on our daily show. So it's going to be a whole lot of fun, and I wanted to go ahead and give you guys a heads up. We did have quite a few strange tech problems while we were recording, more so at the beginning of the show than in the rest of the show. Really strange. It's never happened before. Call it the CIA. Call it limited bandwidth. I don't know, but I wanted to go ahead and let you guys know in advance because the insights and the stories that you're going to hear from our guests are not only fantastic, they're entertaining, and I'm super excited about it. So please forgive the audio shortcomings for the time being. The content more than makes up for it. Now we can start the show. Well, well, well. We are now recording... To help me explore these dark depths of the rabbit hole, I have a couple of special guests with me today. A couple of guys who like to ask questions, like to challenge the narrative, like to uncover the truth. With us today, might have seen this guy in Footloose, Trouble with a Curve, or the world-famous Alabama Roll Tide commercial, my favorite work of his. Actor and CEO of Action Show Studios, Josh Warren. Josh, how you doing? Doing well. Good morning, Brad. Good. Good, Josh. Good to talk to you today. Also with us, I'm excited to have both of these guys on the show. You know this guy from Fantastic Beasts, from Don Piotti, and from many others. He's an actor, director, graphic novelist, Dan Fogler. Dan, how you doing? Good, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's a beautiful day out there. It's like you're camped out under a tree today. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> man. It's, it's, um, it's the, uh, the twilight hour. It's pretty overcast here, but... Um, it's it's uh yeah it's it's been nice here it's funky like um it's been pretty calm <laughs> like it's it's kind of ref- the weather is reflecting the quarantine it's weird yeah it's they they say that the air is clearer in lots of areas of the world there used to be smog everywhere and now it's just beautiful yeah yeah i heard the the smog in los angeles like dissipated a lot yeah, China also. It just looks completely different. Now you can actually see the blue sky sometimes, they say. I don't know. Maybe everything about China is a lie that we're told. I really have no idea. Would no, I went it. to – I went to um, – where the fuck did I go? I went to Beijing for a tour. We were on the Fantastic Beast press tour, and it was weird. We were there <laughs> Friday to Monday, okay? So we get there and it's, you can't see your hand in front of your face, you know? It's just smog. And, you know, this was a couple of years back, so it was almost like a sci-fi film, you know? Everyone's walking outside, like, it's normal and they all have masks on and, and we get to the hotel and we're told, you know, stay in the hotel. It's probably not good to walk around and breathe the air. We're like, oh, okay. <laughs> and, um, and, you know, the, uh, the, the interpreters, you know, we're treated like royalty. They're like, you know, carting us around everywhere and everything is, you know, five star this and five star that. And the uh, the interpreters were really lovely. And every once in a while, I'd make a comment like, ooh, I, you know, I wish I could open my window. <laughs> like, I wish I could 
go for a walk and get some air. And, she, and, and the interpreter would say something like, oh, oh, just, um, just wait till Sunday. And to be like, what? You're like, how do you know it's going to be, how do you know it's going to be clear on Sunday? It's like, oh, well, that's what they do. They, on Sunday, it's like they, they pull a lever and all the coal companies stop producing coal. And then we get to, you know, blue sky on Sunday. It's really nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's so like, like six days out of seven. It's like you can just walk out. <laughs> yeah. And then Sunday you get a little break. You get a little blue sky. And it was crazy. And Sunday the the sky was blue. It was lovely. And then Monday we're leaving and it was, uh, you know, put on the coal machines again. (laughs) (laughs) You you kept walking outside in one of those like old school underwater dive suits. The big iron mask on it. Dude, don't joke. That's what it's going to be like. That's the only mask, yeah, that were legal in Georgia. Like, until this happened, you could only wear one of those big gas masks and go outside in Georgia. Holy fuck. Because there was a law against wearing the other stuff for, because criminal activity. Oh, crazy. So, like, the Crips right. and the Bloods see all people wearing bandanas right now. They don't know who's who. <laughs> so, what do, you guys, what do you guys think of it? What do you think is going on with the coronavirus crisis right now? Is it... At what we see is what we get, or is there something a little bit, a little bit deeper going on? Man, I just with all my research and like I, I always flinch immediately at the, the science of it. Like I'm, I, you yeah. know, it just seems like ever since nine eleven, I just question everything. So when it came out, it, when 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 it when we started hearing about it. Um, and then it was on in the news consistently. It just sounded, I was calling it the convenience virus. Yeah. <laughs> it was just like, oh, I see. It's like, it's an election year. We, we, we need some talking points. And, uh, you know, the, the impeachment was kind of fell flat, you know, so we, we need something else to go. And it was just like, it just seemed like, oh, here comes another flu. Here comes another, because it, it does, it seems like it's, it, it's, scheduled you know when when my dad's a doctor and he told me when i was younger about vaccines you know getting flu shots and shit like that and he said yeah you know it's 50 50 and i'd be like what <laughs> what do you mean it's 50 50 yeah it's it's like yeah you know they're they're what they're putting into your arm into your bloodstream is the strand from last year because yeah. that's what they had. That's you know. So it's it's gone around the world twice already. It's mutated by the time it gets to you. So not only are you putting a vaccine in your arm of last year's flu, you're lowering your immune system so it can be struck by the actual flu that's coming for you, which is mutated and is probably stronger. So you're, right. it, it it's this it's this crazy cycle where we're made to just be sick all the time, and it just seems that way. Um, you know, it, it, it just, it, every, every, there's always the flu season. Like, you know, when I was a kid growing up, it wasn't like, oh, it's flu season. It's like, oh, there's a bad flu this year. Yeah. You know, it's not, it wasn't this, you know, constant cycle. It's, it's a constant uh, cycle and it's a constant messaging of 
you must get a flu shot. You must get a flu shot. You must, or, or you're a terrible conspiracy theorist person. The, the, this message that they deliver. I saw a story in the Washington Post a few months back. We talked about where they, these, this family had been ostracized and basically pulled their children out of schools. I can't remember what state it was, but because everybody knew that that family didn't want to get vaccines for their kids, that the other parents and the teachers and stuff, they just made them feel isolated to the point where they're like, all right, I got to take my kids out of the school if we can't get treated respectfully. Well, what's scary about it too is like the rapid advancement of technology and how small everything's become. So like the chances of something else being inside of there of like, well, like we're just all expected to sit here and like, Oh yeah, we trust that these people we've never met before will never have a chance of meeting we trust them to have my best interest. Yeah, that that's exactly the challenge. And it's not it's just that like there's a history of deceit. There's a history of propaganda here. It's it's undeniable that governments around the world and our government have have lied to us, have conned us into wars, have conned us into accepting things that we would not otherwise accept. It's called the engineering of consent, as Edward Bernays would put it. It's where you create the circumstances that gets the public to beg for the thing that you want that they otherwise would never have accepted. But because you put them in these often crisis situations, they're like, yes, give me the, give me the vaccines. Give me the surveillance. I, I want you to follow me around with a drone to make sure I don't get within six feet of people. And we see people now asking for a lot of, a lot of these things that three months ago they never would have accepted. My question is, what's, what's coming next, man? That's what my question is. I just got a, a disturbing email from my manager you know, and this affects us. We're 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 all in the the entertainment business. So <laughs> there was a deadline article. There was a deadline article that just came out that was basically saying, you know, here's a report about how it's going to be when you go back to work uh, on a set. And they're saying, be prepared to add an hour and a half um, to your commute. Because when you get there, you're going to be waiting on a line because every single morning they're going to test you. They're going to test your temperature. I don't know. I mean, that's what I assume it is unless they're going to. Yeah, it's the temperature check. They're implementing that all over the country. Yeah, and they're going to be doing blood tests at airports. Blood tests? There's already some airports that are testing this out. They're going to be doing some sort of blood test to test for the antibodies. Like they're talking about it. They're talking about testing and tracing right now. Testing and tracing. You're going to hear that term a lot. Testing for the antibodies to see if possibly you're immune, which they're, they're also saying in the same sentence, but that might not even make you immune, so we're not sure. And then if you're not, if you don't have the antibodies and you might have been exposed to it, they're going to trace everybody you know with the, the new te- technological applications. And like, like you said, Dan, I think just about every industry, in order for them to open back up, they're going to have to kind of submit to these, these new rules that are being laid out. Right. So you have to, and then, okay, what it all boils down to, the most fearful thing of all, is the the technology glitch. What happens with, if there's a false positive? What happens yeah. if you get there to work? God forbid you are late. You know, God forbid you're a sweater. You know, God forbid, you know what I'm saying? God forbid, God forbid, you know, it's August. And you're you're hot as a motherfucker, 
and you're just basically walking around all day going, keep the temper- temp- I gotta keep my temperature down. I gotta keep my temperature down. Like you're a goddamn robot. Or else, or else let's say you, let's say you get a false positive that you, you have Corona and then, you know, you're, you're, you're leaving your entire life and your career and putting food on the table in the hands of a, of a, of a computer. And that's, that's scary, man. That's really fucking scary because it could just, you know, someone could hack it. Someone could say, yep, this guy's got, got the virus and he can't work for this month. Um, you can't get into your house. You can't travel. Yeah. That sounds absolutely terrifying. Yeah. And like, uh, just the thought. Brad, you there? Did we lose Brad? Yeah. I guess we lost Brad. Let me see. He kicked me off. I'm buying credits. <laughs> he got kicked off. What does that mean? <laughs> he got kicked off. <laughs> what does that mean? Okay. That's hysterical. That's exactly what we were just talking about. He just got kicked out. He's not allowed to participate because he's, uh, you know, he got a, he got a false positive. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brad, we're just going to continue your podcast for you until you are able to get the uh, adequate amount of credits in order to be a viable citizen. <laughs> I'm back. Here he is. Hey, man. You got to get your credits? Yeah, I had to get some credits because I didn't have any credits. See, now you're a viable citizen. Now you can procure some money. Good for you. Finally. And if you, here's the thing. When you, it's, it's Watchmen. It's literally Watchmen. When you get your test back, when you go to work and they say, oh, you're clear. You can go to work. You get a little happy face badge. Just like in fucking Watchmen. You get the fucking little happy face <laughs> Yeah, they're doing that in China already. They're marking people with different colors to indicate whether or not they've been around somebody, whether or not they've tested positive or been tested at all. Whether or not they're well, Jewish, really? whether or not they're gay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it's yeah. getting really Orwellian out there. It, it's like this mass surveillance technology is just being like – it might have been going on behind the scenes a little bit more before, but now it's just like wide out in the open. We're going to be watching all the time, and people are like, yes, please watch. Because they're terrified of the coronavirus. So what's the question is, where is this going? So you have all of these different, these different factions. You have the whole Q thing and the QAnon and, and uh, Trump um, is supposed to be our savior here. He's going to round up all the bad guys. He's going he's gonna to put them on trial. And, and then we're going to go back to the gold standard. We're going to get free energy, you know, all of these things. But where does it say in there that they start – giving us our rights back and that's the problem is do they ever roll back these regulations and these new measures that are put in in world war ii they implemented a bunch of war power measures and they it never got rolled back they're always there to be used and typically you don't see them rolled back unless the public makes enough noise about it and Oftentimes, people get lulled into this sense of normalcy, which I think is what they're doing right now. I think this extended version of having to stay inside, people are adjusting, people are starting to see it as normal. It's the, the boiling frog thing, where you put the frog in the water, then you slowly boil it, it'll never jump out. I think that's happening to us right now, and they will not get rolled back unless people make enough noise about it. Correct. And who's going to go protest? You know, that's another thing. There were all these protests before all this happened, and now there ain't nothing. Probably well, that, uh, that yeah. one protest where they were all supposed to stay in their cars. Right. Here, yeah, here's what happened in that protest. We covered this on the show. Is In Michigan, 
they put out a it's called a drive by protest. They were trying to protest while staying within the bounds of the regulations. That way they can't be made an example of. But whether it was somebody who naturally got out of the car and started the kind of everybody getting out of the car or whether it was like a provocateur that was sent in there to do that, people got out of their cars and they started rounding up together and they were carrying don't tread on me flags and the news article that I read about it was basically like right-wing gun-toting Trump supporters violate stay-at-home orders to protest on the capital of Michigan. And the whole article just portrays them as fringe right-wing conspiracy types who are spreading the virus while all the other good people are staying at home. And that's the challenge with protesting is our right to assemble has essentially been taken away at this point for, for the time being. And anybody who does try and make some noise about it gets framed by the media as being some evil people who have fringe beliefs who are killing people. How about the Pope disappearing? Did you well, see that hologram just, of the Pope? What was that? What? Like, that's like... Uh, you know, it's the Truman Show, man. It's just like they're keeping up the facade. You know, they it's like uh, it's like yeah, no, the Pope is still, everyone's still working, everyone's still in there, but no, he's somewhere else. Who knows where he is? He's in some safe somewhere, or he's yeah, getting or you know where the fuck yeah. is he? But yeah. the question is, is that that was an interesting little glitch, wasn't it? Yeah, I'd, I'd try yeah. to figure out what is the deep fake or like what what was going on with it. If maybe he's using his magic powers. Yeah, what is he? Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. He ascended. He, uh, <laughs> you heard a little. There was a little bamf, and then it smelled a little bit like sulfur, and then he just went to go to a pub with Nightcrawler. That's what he was doing. So Dan, I watched Don Quixote last night. Yeah, Don Quixote, brother. Yeah. That's a film that Dan did back in two thousand. 13, 2014, something like that? Yeah, I started shooting it uh, just before 2012, and we finished, it came out, yeah, like around 2013, 20, 2014. What struck me about it was you guys did not, you didn't leave really any conspiracy theory. Uh, until they, they all get mentioned in there, and it's, it's all very similar to, I think, how some people feel today. I, I do want to say that my favorite line in the movie, I can't remember it specifically, but but it was something towards the beginning where, the, the was that you narrating? Yeah, that's me. Yeah, it is where you said something like uh, after his fiance goes to work, he he spends about three hours looking for looking at conspiracy theories on, on the internet. <laughs> I just thought that was really funny because I think that that rings true to uh, a lot of us in the in the conspiracy alternative news world. How does that movie relate to what's going on right now? I mean, you, you covered the gamut in that movie. Um, so I think there's a lot of things going on there. So 2012 was the first wave of this, um, the, the shift in consciousness, people starting to wake up. So I started to have this spiritual awakening in my early 30s, and all these synchronicities were happening. I was having all of these very intense dreams, and I was like, shit, I gotta, I want to capture this. Whatever's happening to me right now, I want to capture it in a documentary and that documentary is what became uh Don Peyote. And um so that was twenty twelve as I understand it, is the ending of a chapter. Uh, and you and, and um so the it's the first wave of, of people starting to wake up from the, the matrix, the paradigm that that we're in and starting to see things 
for what they are, you know, they live that kind of shit. Yeah. Where, uh, and that's what it felt like when I, when 2012 happened, I, um, or, or leading up to 2012, um, I had, uh, these series of events happen to me that opened me, um, my open, my third eye, uh, very wide. I, and I went down the rabbit hole, you know, very far. Um, and you see what, and whenever anyone would see that movie back then, I'd play it at festivals or whatever. I'd always have people come up to me and be like, dude, that's me. That, that was happening to me, man. Like, yeah. like I, I woke up, I had this dream. I woke up, I had this, you know, experience. I did, you know, DMT and then suddenly, you know, so everyone was having these experiences and then, you know, it comes in waves. So here's the next wave. Now a lot more people are waking up. A lot more people. I mean, it's everywhere. The, the stuff oh, yeah. that we're talking about in Don Peyote, it's all, you know, trending on Twitter right now, you know? We were way way ahead of our time with all that um, occult, you know, going down the occult pathways and secret societies and who's really in charge. Um, yeah, my my journey there started with 9-11, really, because I was you know, Josh knows. Josh moved to fucking New York the day before nine eleven. <laughs> yeah, I I got there yeah. midnight, midnight of nine eleven. So that's crazy. I was I was at that morning. There I was, was at my uh, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, there was a fire on Newark Airport on nine ten, and uh, that's why my plane was delayed because we went over Newark. They said there was a fire, so they flipped us back around to Philadelphia and landed and we're like, all right, everybody get off the plane. And then they were like, all right, nobody get off the plane. Then they were like, all right, you can get off the plane. And then the plane left without me and like 13 other people. So we all took cabs stuffed in cabs from Philadelphia to, to LaGuardia. And then had to take cabs from there because we had to get our, our luggage that day. You know, that was the kick in the ass. That was, and that, and that day, uh, 9-11 connects to everything. It connects to JFK, you know. What's your theory on 9-11? Yeah, uh, my theory on 9-11. It was uh, another convenient uh, thing that happened. You, you know, when, when it first happened, I was uh, I, I was 20 blocks away from it. Like I felt it. Jeez. Oh wow. Vibrations of it. You know, waking yeah. up. And I was I was at my girlfriend's house at the time, and I was just in shock, like everybody else. But but what I remember was that the science of it did not work. Um, I looked at it. I looked at the physics of it. I, I I was listening to what they were telling me, and it just didn't make fucking sense to me as they were telling it to me in the moment, you know, I, I was just like, what, what am I looking at here? This is, this is not right. When I was a little kid and I was watching Sesame street, they had this video that was all about up and down, up and down. And over and over again, they, they show a controlled demolition. They show a building imploding into its own footprint up and down, up and down. So I knew the idea of a controlled demolition from when I was fucking five. Yeah. I do this, and I and I look at the twin towers, and I'm and I say, wait a minute, wait a minute. You're telling me. So if you look at the twin towers like they're like it's a person. Now, <laughs> if a person 
is shot in the belly, even if it's a shotgun blast, right? So that's yeah. what happened. The plane, the plane is the bullet. It hits, it hits the twin towers in the belly. Bam! Yeah. Right in the middle, right? Now, if you're a person and you get <laughs> you get a shotgun blast in the belly, you're sitting there, you're bleeding out, you're on the floor, you're dying, you're screaming, you're fucking. You may you may hang on for a whole day. Do you instantly implode into your own feet when you get shot in the belly? <laughs> I don't think so. No. No, yeah. that's impossible. No, that does not happen. Um, well, I remember hearing something along the lines of the, like the steel inside of the building wasn't like fire retardant from like X floor up. No, man, it was, the whole thing was, it was, it was a symbol. It was a symbol that was, was built to come down yeah. Yeah. and to shock us. And, and so then you say, okay, so, all right, you're telling me that planes hit those buildings and they fell down into themselves. Fine. Okay. Okay. I'll, I'll believe that. Fine. You want me to believe that? I'll believe that. What about building seven? Yeah. That, that wasn't a plane. That was a fire on the roof, and they said, oh, we have to take it down because the structure was unsound from a fire on the roof. So, okay, now you say, okay, hold on, hold on, hold the fucking phone here. That's the Solomon Brothers building. You know, that holds a lot of fucking information. Yeah. FBI, you know, whatever, CIA, all, all the alphabet fucking companies. And, you know, the fucking... The, the, it, it just, it was just, the whole fucking thing is just too fishy. You, you could, the, the connections, okay, so let's just, let's just say it. Let's just say it. That was 9-11. We just had a recent 3-11, which was this false flag virus. Now, when I say, now when I say that, you know, their, their symbols will be their downfall. They, they love doing things on specific days and numerology. And, yeah. Now... When I say a false flag, people die. You know, that flu is real. I'm sure it's a real flu. But also the propaganda is real. And also, right. you know, you look in your own eyes. Like, like you go to hospitals that they're saying are flooding over with death, and there's no one there. So who the, who the fuck do you believe? So that's what's going on. We're, we're being steered. We are... The, the 9-11 was the, was the first time around. They're, you know, taking away our rights. Here's the next power grab leading us toward this, you know, new system. You want to call it the new world order? You know, that's what it just seems like. There are a lot of uh, people who are worried about that's where we're going. That's where I'm just like, if if Trump starts giving us are right back. That's when I unpack my uh, my bug out bag, you know. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. That's, That's what you got to watch. I, uh, is, is he going to give the rights back or not? And sometimes it, it gets such to be such a long period of time that people forget to to keep asking that question. But they have to because you're right. Right now it's starting to look like a total concentration of power, and it might be stereotypical conspiracy theories to say, but one one world government, new world order. Like you said, and the, the nurses are being furloughed all over the country. The doctors are being furloughed. Some of them are losing their jobs because there's not people, because people aren't going to the hospitals as much anymore because they're afraid of the coronavirus. There's something that, about this virus that 
I think that there's a, a, a possibility to consider that we're being conditioned for some sort of more emergency crisis that's going to happen like next fall or next year or something. They're getting the public ready to hear these buzzwords to shelter in place, to quarantine or whatever. So we all know what we're supposed to do when the real shit comes down like next year. That's something I, I am worried about. This actual virus, I, I think it's. I think they're overinflating the numbers. I think a lot of the propaganda is bullshit. You can't even. You can't even ask a legitimate question about about the numbers without someone calling you a virus denier. I mean, everything's a denier. Why can't you just have conversations with people? Have you heard of Event Two Hundred One? Oh yeah. Yeah. All this is a simulation. It's all been. It's all been planned out. Yeah, um, they have you know, a, a stuffed animal of a coronavirus that they gave away to all the participants of it. It looks like just like a big little furry that it's just a symbol. And that, that is the same image of the coronavirus that has been shown every time they talk about it. And this symbology thing, you're right, it has a very powerful effect on people's psyche, on their unconscious. And it creates these new uh, behavioral patterns in them. They're vampires. You have to understand that. And how do vampires work? You have yeah, to. Vampire, you, everyone's man. a lot. You got invited in. So that's what they do. It's just like you're saying, you, they're, they're going to have us begging for martial law. Yeah. Um, they present to us the idea, whether it's a quote unquote simulation or, you know, a movie, some kind of propaganda. And because they have to, because we have to accept it, whether it's subconsciously or not. Yeah. Once it's out there, then they can't say, well, you didn't see it coming. It's not like you didn't see it coming. It's not like you didn't, why didn't you stop it? You know, <laughs> you, know? Yeah, uh, <laughs> you know, and then the next thing you're an accomplice to vampires. Uh, Josh, you were talking about going back to work regardless. I think that's going to be something that happens. The sentiment you were echoing the other day that you're, I'm going to go back to work anyway. I think we're going to see more and more in that. And I'm wondering how they're going to react. What are your feelings on what's going on? Well, I, I think there was a lot of, like, and again, I'm not saying that this thing didn't occur, because it did. It most certainly did. People are getting sick. People are dying. But, like, like I, I feel like a lot of fear-mongering came along with this thing. And have I been, like, uh, quarantining? Yeah, I've been quarantining. Am I losing my mind? Of course I am. Because, like, as much as I've got to do, there's still nothing to do. Yeah. Like, I, I have so much just stuff to do at my home, but, like, I've got such bad ADD and, like, motivational issues. And it's like, I don't want to clean my room today. I want to go make something. And and I don't want to make some of the stuff that I've been seeing. I want to make high production value, fun things that I've been making. And, like, it's it's driving me crazy. Yeah, that's what I'm curious about the film industry. Dan, you were talking about this earlier, some of the rules you got. I'm curious – Seeing people on film right now, because there were a string of commercials that up until about a week ago where all the commercials were still conveying people together, having okay, so fun. That's going. The, right. That's the other thing that the article said, which is probably the scariest part. They said, and we're going to have to consider going forward having appropriate content. Oh, my gosh. That, okay, that's is a mirror to society. So, okay. So I'm like, okay, fantastic beasts. That's the twenties. Yeah. Um, um, so what do you mean by that? Like, so, so the whole ex extras, the whole extra industry done, done. 
they're going to have yeah. two extras and they're going to fucking multiply them, you know, in the green screen. Yeah, they're, like uh, it's, like the HBO it's, Watchmen show. Or Dr. Manhattan. Is that what they did on this show? Or not, not Manhattan, but uh, Vite is making all those clones on the moon or whatever. One of the lines in the article was, we don't want to make people uncomfortable by showing people having, you know, a normal family dinner when things aren't normal. So you're just like, whoa. Like, then you start to put a magnifying glass on, well, what the fuck is normal? What is normal yeah. now? So, so, and, and so now all of the broadcasting, all the programs are going to reflect people like, like what Skyping, like all the shows are going to be people Skyping with each other. Yeah. Like, like SNL like, last week. Yeah. Everyone did it from their homes. Well, that's going to be goddamn boring. Yeah. So what is this? This is the conditioning. This is Brooklyn Gladiator. This is, you know, this is what I wrote a comic book and, and, and it's leading toward, it just seems like it's all coming to fruition. It's like they, they want to be able to hit a button and make everybody sick. So everyone has to, and they're going to do it like a, a seasonally, you know, all right, it's lockdown season. Yeah. Now it's um, make money for the economy season. They, want to yeah. be able to, they just want to be able to control it. So the, they're saying the flu, um, after all that, they're starting to say, oh, it's just like any flu. And, uh, you know, the sun comes out, it's just going to uh, disappear. Um, so why the fuck aren't they treating the flu and any virus with fucking ultraviolet violet rays? If that is the goddamn case, <laughs> yeah. why the fuck aren't they doing that? I mean, yeah, it's like a no-brainer, you know, and, and it all comes down to they want to make money with the pharmaceuticals, they want to make money for sickness, and they want us to keep feeding the economy, well, and they want then, to keep like, in line. With, with the way that, like, what, what is it, like, herd mentality or whatever with that stuff, yeah. where, like, uh, every, like, the whole herd gets it, so it builds up an immunity, now, if we're all, like, stretched away from each other constantly, like, I guess, what, it's just supposed to pick people off and, like, follow the guides of the Georgia Guidestones? I mean, that's a possibility. Yeah. Some people do believe that this is part of a, a culling. I don't know. I'd like to see the numbers of the actual death rates at the end of it to see if it's higher, because I, I don't know if it... I don't know if the death rates are high. I know that there's the death rates for everything else has gone significantly down because everything is a COVID death. You get shot in the head, but sure. you were around somebody who had COVID a week ago. That's a COVID death. Right. Um, right. You know, traffic deaths are actually legitimately down. Old folks' homes. The problem, the problem in the old folks' homes, are, they're just putting all these people on ventilators. Ventilators are very dangerous, and then, then it's leading to them dying. And now they're saying maybe we shouldn't have been putting them on ventilators. Maybe that's what caused their death. Yet it's a COVID death. So I think it's all going to be skewed a little. But the, the psychological impact of the separation is going to be the most – this and the surveillance state that's being put in is going to be the most lasting effect. But, like, not having that contact with people, it, it, one thing, it, no conversation can be had right now that is not monitorable. Because you're six feet away in public, you got to shout. Everything else can be monitored, and you can't assemble to oppose anybody. Humanity is really kind of – we are very vulnerable right now. We are demonstrating how easy it is 
to get people to kind of submit on a mass scale. And that's one of the scariest things, things to me is because can a virus happen? Yeah, sure. But can some con artists put out a false flag? Yeah, that can also happen. Orwellian. You know, it's, yeah. it's, I've been um, going around and pitching this conspiracy show recently, like a, you know, like a travel conspiracy show to all these different networks. Everybody's interested in, in conspiracy now simply because all of them are being proven true. Yeah. And, um, I, my, my pitch to them is basically, you know what? Prove to me that we're not living in 1984 right now, that we're not living in technology yeah. because now the shows should not be about, are we living it? <laughs> no, yeah, we are. We're in, in it. it. Yeah. We're fucking in it. Let's figure out oh, how listen. long it's been this way. Because you can go through 1984 and you can tick off a lot of fucking boxes that are happening right fucking now. What's your t-shirt, Gray Brad? What's your oh, t-shirt, ma- uh, it's like something about Make America, not 1984 again. I don't know, something like that. It's uh, it's a good shirt. Every time I wear it, people are like, yeah. But it, it's it's funny because both the left and the right think think it's like a shirt for their side. I, I don't care either way. I think both sides are con- controlled at the top. I think there's true believers and everything. But I think when you get down to it, both sides are, are being manipulated by the the same forces up above. Dan, there was something interesting in the movie. I'd never heard this term before. And I, I like to think of myself as a, a well-read conspiracy theorist. I've been diving into this stuff for a pretty long time. But I'd never heard the hundredth monkey effect before. Can you wait. tell us what is that? That's supposedly what's going to save us as a species. The um, the Maharaja, what is it called? Is it the, the, the that's what it is. The Maharaja effect. They did it recently. You know, they have these they have these mass group meditations, and um, supposedly when they have these meditations, crime goes down. You know, you raise the vibration of the entire planet, so negative things just can't happen. And um, the hundredth monkey theory is kind of a, a special uh, way of explaining it, where our our closest cousin, the monkey, um, so they were doing these. They had these macaque, you know, the you know the classic cute little monkeys you know they they had them on this uh, isolated island and the scientists were studying them and um they taught the monkeys because the monkeys just kept on getting sick so they thought oh, okay let's do an experiment where we just you know let's let's teach the monkeys to wash their hands right yeah so, so the monkeys started washing their hands. They started teaching their, their children how to wash their hands. They started teaching them how to wash their potatoes and their food and shit like that that they ate. And this goes on for about a year. And they're like, oh, our monkeys, you know, just like us. <laughs> and then um, they, start getting, they start getting calls from the outside world. Hey man, uh, you guys understand? You guys are studying macaque monkeys on that isolated island, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, we have some interesting news to tell you. Um, we're getting reports all around the world that macaque monkeys are actually flourishing. They're not getting sick because they started washing their hands and washing their food. And so they, so basically what they're saying is that 
they got a psychic level. Yeah, uh, it's, the, it's the collective unconscious. They the the they had a, the the macaque monkeys on the isolated island had a good habit that was good for the species. And once everybody, a hundred percent of the monkeys on that island were washing their hands, it jumped to the rest of the species on a, on eight because they're all linked. Basically. Yeah. Same thing goes for us. If we do something, if we get everybody meditating on the same thing, peace, love, you know, whatever, the earth marinating in golden healing light, you know, um, <laughs> it, it bumps up the rest of the collective unconscious. So supposedly you get everybody on the love vibe, enough of a percentage, it will jump to the rest of the species. And um, in a, like one single great awakening. And that's what, you know, um, Eckhart Tolle talks about. That's what a lot of the uh, ascended, you know, masters fucking Jesus made reference to it. Buddha made reference to it, that it can happen in a blink of an eye. That you, if, you know what uh, that, yeah. that makes, reminds me of improv. Josh, you know that improv game we used to do for the show where we would try to guess the word in each other's heads. Yeah, the mind meld and some of those group games that we would do where, where everybody just gets in sync without having to say anything. It kind of makes me think of that. Everything else being blocked out and everybody's frequencies getting on the same level. Yeah, and then we're, that's supposedly how we were before we started getting bombarded with all of these new frequencies. There's, um, there's a lot going on here. So there's supposedly... Every time there's a shift in the frequency of the earth, every time we, we put out a new frequency, um, we get sick. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Every single flu is related to some kind of new, it's related to radio, is related to television, is related to sonar, radar, like all of these different advances in technology came with us getting sick. So what is a virus? A virus is, when we're hit with a frequency that is not harmonious with the frequencies that we're used to, the frequencies of the earth and our DNA gets damaged and it leaks out some material from the DNA and then it, the body attacks that it forms a bubble around it. That's a virus. So it came from you. It came from, it wasn't an outside thing. It came yeah, from a frequency. It, Hitler it from, used to, he used to put speakers out around Germany to try and lower people's frequencies by playing agitating music. That way it could keep the public on edge and fighting with each other and not healthy. This makes me think of 5G and some of the concerns that people have about 5G. Like Brussels, the place where it's like the seat of the United Nations, will not even implement 5G in that little area because it exceeds the radiation levels that are permitted to, to be used in that area. What do you think of 5G? What do you guys think? So supposedly there's two kinds of 5G out there. There's the, the uh, 5G that was in China that is like, I think it's called uh, Huawei or Huawei or something that was, you know, this is, this is crazy. Brooklyn Gladiator is about, my comic book is about how it's all, it's all harp, man. It's all, it's all Tesla technology. This all comes back to Tesla. Yeah. Tesla technology was corrupted. And so Tesla technology, if it's used correctly, can save the world, can give us free energy, can heal people. And if it's used incorrectly, can 
kill us, can cause earthquakes and, and, and tornadoes and tsunamis and fucking, you know, you name it. Like it, it, it can, it can cause the weather in your body to heat up. So there's two 5Gs. There's the bad 5G that's going around that's been activated to be weaponized and hurt people. And then there's another 5G that's just fucking Tesla technology. You know, it's probably 6G, you know, whatever the fuck they want to call it. You know, it's, it's, they just have to yeah. call it a, a G because that's the corporatized, you know, way that they've, they've named it. It's like, you know, but what it is, it's, it's all fucking Tesla technology. So here's the goddamn, <laughs> here's the sci-fi film. This is the sci-fi movie that's like back to the future. Okay, so. Here's the story that's going around. Tesla, whether he was murdered or not, in the New Yorker hotel, he kicked the bucket, and immediately all the ABC companies come in and they start gathering up his books and his notebooks. Crates and crates of them. The yeah. notebook, specifically the notebook on time travel, Okay, they found a notebook where, where Tesla discovered time travel, that if you you can create an electromagnetic bubble around yourself and you can uh, step outside of space-time with that bubble. And if you can figure out how to send that bubble through a wormhole, then fuck yeah, you can, you can travel through time. So they took that technology. They took that notebook. Who did they give it to? They gave yep. it to Professor Ch- Trump and yep. <laughs> they did. Yeah. Donald Trump's Donald Trump's uncle. Yeah. Okay. So now it's fucking back to the fucking future. Okay. Here comes little, little teenage Donnie. He walks in. Hey, uncle. What are you working <laughs> on? You know? Whoa. That's heavy. The next thing you fucking know, he's like, you know, you know what I'm going to do, Donnie? I'm going to set you out to be fucking president. Okay. <laughs> So now they're Biff. You know, they're flying through fucking space time. <laughs> they're betting on shit. They're making them money. <laughs> you know? And then, okay, so then here's the other crazy thing. So Q is saying, okay, who's Q? Who's Q? JFK Jr. Oh, okay, yeah, John, so, John. so JFK, how did all this shit get started? How did he get assassinated? Supposedly, he gave the speech about how societies are abhorrent and we got to get fucking rid of them. Okay, cut yeah. to him getting getting offed. Okay, who's the guy who 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 set the whole thing up? Wolfman. Okay, Timberwolf, the CIA agent Timberwolf. Who's Timberwolf? George W. Bush, senior. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So now it's it's this it's the tragedy of the Bushes versus the Kennedys. So now if your daddy was off and you're looking at the world that's unfolding and you say, Oh my god, the guy that fucking offed him is now the president. Oh my god, I cannot live with that. Now if you had the resources, you might want to fake your death. That's what they're saying Junior did. And he was good friends with Trump. So if you had a Ah, time machine. And you were best friends with Junior. And you had all this fucking Tesla technology. Okay, at your disposal. Now they're talking about looking glass technology. That's the same shit. That's basically Tesla technology where 
you know, you're not inside the time bubble, but you're looking at the time bubble. So you can, it, it acts as a mirror into the future. Of, yeah. It's, it's of like, viewing. it's like, it's like Mumra's, uh, <laughs> colander. Exactly. Yeah, sure. It's just like that. So then, okay. So then there's that. It's like the fucking thing from contact, you know, that movie contact. So you can take this technology and you can reverse engineer it, which is what they were doing with the Philadelphia project with all of these, yeah. with the Phoenix project, Phoenix project, Josh, all of these different fucking projects. They're all traced back to Tesla. Now, I mean, this is an incredible sci-fi film, like uh, worthy of, you know, Kubrick and Dr. Strangelove and Zemeckis, obviously. Now, wouldn't it be amazing if, if Q turned out to be JFK Jr.? <laughs> John, John. Yeah. Here, uh, that, that might be Chowda. Chowda for like, everyone. Everything's here. It's a, uh, it's a riddle. <laughs> this is a fascinating time to be alive. That would be a fantastic sci-fi movie. Uh, I mean, that would be a fantastic reality. Like, what if, what if, like, what if that's real? They absolutely did give those papers to Trump's uncle, and Trump's uncle took those papers and he used them to work with the British to develop weapons technology that was used in the war. And there's actually a news article. I found a bunch of old news articles from the, the 50s. One of them says, John Trump cures cancer is like the headline. He cures cancer. And then when you read it, the technology that they're talking about him using is the X-ray technology that Tesla developed. Because I found another article about 10 years before where Tesla's announcing this brand new technology. 10 years later, Donald, Trump, or, uh, Donald Trump's uncle is being promoted in the paper as having cured cancer using Tesla stuff and then also developing weapons with it. Like he was, he was in deep with the, the British, which the British I, I often think are behind just about everything. And that's what bothers me about the media and how they hate Trump so much. I don't know that I necessarily buy it. I think some of them genuinely do. But if they want to go after Trump, there's plenty of things to really go after Trump about and expose him on. But they rarely actually go down those rabbit holes. Instead, they talk about you know Russian collusion and, and all, a whole bunch of other just kind of propaganda bullshit. So it, it makes me think that – Maybe they're promoting him for the purpose of division. I, I, it's like world wrestling to me. It's like WWE. They're all playing a role. Trump is fantastic at being P.T. Barnum, and we're just kind of the herd that are in awe about all the craziness that's going on. Yeah, Trump, Trump, was, on, Trump was on WWE. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, yeah, every time you got it, every time things start to seem like it's a reality show, you have to say, oh, right, he's, what's, uh, he, he had a reality show. It's, it's wagging the dog. You know, I, I really hope that this is not some just elaborate movie, some psyop to keep us occupied while, you know, the Pope and everybody else are, you know, Tom Hanks and everybody's a goddamn hologram and they're all just fucking, you know, sitting safely yeah. on the moon because they know a comet's coming, you know, you know, some yeah, crazy that. Stuff like that. You know, I, I, it could be that. It could be that. I really hope it's not. I was wondering if that, they were going to start seeing more holograms in movies like they do with Princess Leia because of the coronavirus. You know they will. Yeah, you know they will. Here's, the other, here's another dark pathway to go down. So one of the things that Tesla invented during World War II was the uh, – he called it a – I think he called it a fucking death ray. But you know, he wanted yeah, yeah. to call it a peace, a peace ray, and it was based on the con- – it's, it's harp technology. You, know, you, you heat up ions. It's a laser, and it was based on 
you know, the, whatever it called, the, uh, the Greek mirror or something, you know, they had the mirror back in, uh, uh, in ancient times. And when they had these wars, they, they burned the ships. They had these massive mirror and they used the sun's energy to burn the ships like a fucking, you know, magnifying glass burning ants. So the same concept Tesla had for this fucking laser. He said, yeah, man, I'll be, you can just shoot, you can just shoot. You mount this on a boat. At people. You can shoot <laughs> Say it again. You can just shoot the sun at people. Right, you can shoot right ionized heated heated air at people, and you know planes can just fucking <laughs> burst into flames. You can take out entire fleets, and you would never have to leave, you know, your home base. It would, it, they were like, oh great. So now they're saying, cut to today. They're saying that that same technology could have been used to flatten a building in five seconds flat, like the Twin Towers, could be used to basically vaporize the building Yeah, from, the, from above. They, it, and now you look at, you know, you, you think about, okay, Agenda, what was it, 201, all these different, you know, Agenda 21, Agenda 31, you know, all these different timelines that they have for hurting us. If you look at all these things, look at the fires that have been happening in Australia, the fires that happened in L.A. specifically. So you look at those fires and you look at the aerial footage of those fires, and what do you see? You see that there are houses that are burnt down their fucking foundation into their imprints, into ashes, but there are fucking trees still standing around them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And people were saying, okay, that's a, that's a, what is it, a, 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 an energy weapon, a DEW, a direct yeah. energy weapon. And they're testing now, these. You they, were, they're, like, they're definitely testing these right now because you look at the military technology websites, they talk about the latest developments in, in like this very shit, like that they're out there using it. So if you were trying to get everybody herded into the cities – you know, like fucking Judge Dredd, Mega City One, Mega City Two. Everyone's just turned into jail cities, and all of the other area around the world is used for military. It's used for you know wilderness preservation. <laughs> yeah. Okay. For secret bases, whatever the fuck they want to use it for, they want to make sure that everybody there ain't no mountain men. They don't want preppers. They don't want fucking people on their own. They want everyone in secured in the fucking grid. And they want to know exactly where people are at all times and how to make them. And, and when they they want to push a button and make them sick, they want to push a button and steal their money. It's like you want everything at the push of a button. Yeah. They're going, they go after the people in rural areas. They don't want people living off the grid. They want to make it almost impossible. And that, that thing, part of the roping everybody into the Borg, assimilating everybody, is, is definitely happening right now with this virus. What's your favorite conspiracy theory? to go down the rabbit hole on uh, both of you guys. I, I personally like the reptilian theory. What about you guys? Oh, I, yeah, the reptilian shit is freaky. I've always been fascinated with the moon. You know, I was also connected to the reptilian. What about you, Josh? I, I like CERN. Yeah. I'm trying to open portals <laughs> to hell. Yes. Yeah, Mandela yeah. effect. Uh, um, so I don't, I don't so, buy the Mandela effect. You know, the, um, you know the story of the time before the moon. What is it? 
Okay, so the aborigines... Everything was peaceful. Yeah. There was a time, all these different ancient religions talk about the time before the moon. And isn't it interesting how the moon is the only celestial body that we only see one side of? Um, it's very strange. We, it, it, we don't even see it... Uh, uh, one inch of the of the other side of it. We don't even see it. Always is just in all the other planets. You look up and they're all. You can see the other sides of them on a regular basis. They're spinning. The moon just stays facing us. It's like you don't. You're not supposed to see what's on the other side. And um, so you know, I my comic book Moon Lake. Like I like I, I I've gone down this rabbit hole many many times. So the time before the moon. The Aborigines have this tale about when things were harmonious. It was like, you know, Eden, the Eden story. Um, and they say that the moon suddenly appeared in the sky and it brought with us, it brought with it. It was, they said it was the opposite of the sun because it brought with it its own cold energy. And if you actually test the sun's, the sun is not reflecting, but the, 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 I'm sorry, the, the moon is not reflecting the sun's rays. That's a bunch of bullshit because then it would be a different color. It would be a different temperature. The moon gives off cold light, which is a whole other fucking thing you could go into. Cold light. You test the light that gives you cold light. Um, <laughs> so, Supposedly, so what happened was it was like Eden. There were no seasons. Everything was like fucking L.A. <laughs> you know, it was like everything was just peaceful as a motherfucker. The earth was perfectly situated. Then the moon came. And the moon, they say, is an egg, that it's hollow. Yeah. And that inside came two species, the reptilians, who came and went underground and decided to rule from the shadows. And then there was the amphibious species, the Dogon clan. That's where we get the mermaids, Atlantis, all that. That species was mostly benevolent. They were the cousins of the reptilians, supposedly. And the reptilians felt that they were the elite and the so they had a war with the amphibians and the amphibians said fuck you we're going in the we're going under the ocean you guys can have the land and we've been stuck in the middle of this battle ever since that's interesting using us as slaves using us as food that kind of shit the theory of the reptilians that that i'm familiar with is similar uh, but a little bit different. It's that they were in an intergalactic war with the yep. more benevolent aliens, and then they were imprisoned on this planet, the prison planet, and the Van Allen radiation belt was put around the planet to make sure they did not get off this planet. And uh, that they, what they did was that they created us by gene editing, essentially gene editing yeah. monkeys to create a slave race because we had to be smart enough to do what they told and shit like that. Right. And you know, the first time I heard that theory, I'm like, that's a wild, that's a wild theory. But then yeah. last year, I'm reading this scientific paper about they took some sort of beetle bug 
that, that didn't have the bug that did not fly. It had no wings in its evolutionary history. It was just a, a ground bug, and they gene edited it to change what it was, and they gave it wings. And it reproduced, and it created a new population of species that was a little bit more advanced than, than the last one. And I'm going, that's exactly what the theory is that the, the reptilians did to us, what we just did right. to this little bug. So how do I know this hasn't been going on for a while? I'm not saying that I necessarily think that that's true, but I absolutely believe that this technology that, that they're, you know, they say they're testing now has been around much, 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 much longer. And it makes me, uh, really, really question a lot of the origins. It's just fascinating to think about the different interpretations of the Bible and stuff, too. Yeah. Ezekiel, that, you know, all that. You know, um, what's, what's uh, the other side of that story, the, the, the big war, basically, you know, what Star Wars is based on, this, this mega intergalactic war of all these different species of alien. Why, why were they supposedly, why were they fighting over the Earth? Supposedly, the Earth was an experiment. It was this place that was this living library. Gone, gone. No, it was this. You know, <laughs> it was this living. Is that the one where? No, no. Is it the next one? What's the one where? Gosh, what's the one where there? Where you're thinking have, about? Oh, that's the one with the, what does the God need with a starship? God. No, no, it's, you know, the genosis, right? Where they have the, they shoot a missile on the planet and it just starts growing green. Oh, that's yeah, that's, that's Khan. But, but Khan's trying to steal the the weapon that can uh, also terraform planets. The genesis technology, right? The genesis yeah. technology. Genesis. Genesis. Uh, genesis. Uh, so, wait, what the fuck was I talking about before that? <laughs> We were talking about the reptilian war and the interpretation. I think Ezekiel. Right, so what happened was, what happened was, is that they were fighting over this place. They were they wanted to rule this place. The, there were benevolent aliens that wanted to rule here and and guide us and live here because it was like fucking Eden. You know? Yeah. It, it wasn't a it wasn't a jail. It was a paradise. And um, so and it was like kind of like an experiment. It was just like. No holds barred. All you know, anything goes. So that's why everyone wanted to fucking be here. It's like a vacation, and so I guess what they say is that the reptilians were vicious. They fucking won. They won the planet. Yeah. They won the bone, you know, and they won. They they won the nugget, and they fucking. So they have been here ruling. Ever since, you know, associated with the Nazis, the royal family, you know, it's all it's it's all the the, the bloodlines. Um, they live. <laughs> yeah, the, you're uh, right, Josh. Cuomo's uh, brother does look like the characters from They Live, the skeleton characters. <laughs> Andrew Cuomo. <laughs> Is that what, <laughs> that's crazy. That's a crazy uh, idea. That's a crazy notion. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, man. There's there's a lot going on here, man, and and it, it, it's like, let okay, let's talk about for a second these military tribunals. Like, think yeah. about that. Like, if they start, they, let's say they're they're rounding up all the pedophiles, and there's satanic cults that's running Hollywood, running, uh, you know, the government, 
running sports, everything. <laughs> Bohemian Grove. What? Bohemian, Bohemian Grove. Grove. So they, exactly. So they take, they, so let's say they have these military tribunals. And then afterward, everyone's in just, it's just a fucking cataclysmic thing. Everyone's just in shock. Yeah. It'd no be one, shock. No one can, what are you going to, what are we going to, what, this is, I'm thinking about like, how, how are you going to go to work? <laughs> like, 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 what the fuck? Like, if it's true, if it's true, 90% of the uh, uh, main actors and actresses and people that we've idolized for years are are going to be taken down and and uh, maybe uh, even uh, you know executed. <laughs> what the fuck? Like like what are we what are we talking about here? Yeah. What's life What's life going to be like after that? It would shock the consciousness of the world, potentially to a crippling state. I think one of the ways that these people protect themselves from this happening is they put each other in these critical positions that no, like hardly anybody else can do. So that if, if we did out all these people that we'd be removing uh, probably top generals, people we need to run you know, nuclear sites, whatever, all the shit that everybody does that other people can't do would come crumbling down because fucking pedophile has been put in the position of knowing how to do all of it. And I, I think that's the way that they protect each other. And I, it's all it's like fucking Jeffrey Epstein shit, which it gave a lot of people hope that they would bring these people down. I did a lot of a lot of work on that. I read the case files and stuff, and there's really pretty – I mean you can get an idea of some of the people associated with him, like really associated with him when you read through the case files. But it, it's all kind of – the impact of that has kind of gone away. It hasn't really – it started, it started that, that story's starting to fade away, and I'm not even sure he's dead to be honest with you. What do you guys think of Epstein? Well, okay. Um, let me just sing a, a little song here for a second. A well, a well, a well, a not suicidal, not suicidal, not suicidal, not suicidal. I don't like red nooses around my neck. Don't like red nooses. Don't like them. Don't like red nooses. Okay, so we just got that out of the way. <laughs> so let's talk about let's talk about Epstein for a second. It's it's not gone away. It's at the center of this whole fucking thing, man. Now. Here's here's the deal, I, I, because I, I think about this all the time. Because you you look at the flight logs and the people's on those logs, the people's on the logs is really <laughs> quite upsetting. Because like I was saying, if all those people are going down with Epstein, then you won't be able to watch television or film from the last fifty years. Yeah. Without throwing up, without without gagging. Now, that being said, I constantly am thinking about the fact that fanboys is a huge connector to all of this, and it's fucking weird. So fanboys, that, you know, the movie fanboys because of the yeah. Kathy stuff. Okay, so fanboys. You know, we made this movie, <clears throat> uh, homage to Star Wars and all things awesome from the 80s that we grew up loving. This very innocent movie. <laughs> this movie was produced by who? 
was produced by Weinstein. Okay, I was wondering. <laughs> okay, and it was produced by Kevin Spacey. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Okay. So now this thing between Epstein and Weinstein, the two of them just fucking gave everybody up for shorter sentences or, you know, Epstein probably got a, got relocated witness protection, whatever the fuck they all beat the two of them blabbed. Who else is on fanboys? And we can talk about where we shot that Albuquerque. Oh, wow. Which is, okay. So we <laughs> yeah. shot that in Albuquerque, you know, that's Albuquerque, which is, you know, you want to talk about missing children, that whole fucking thing. You want to talk about proximity to area 51, that whole fucking thing. Um, that's a whole other story. <laughs> Isaac Cappy was in that movie, Fanboys. He plays, he's in the in the famous scene in it where I, the two guys who look like Simon and Garfunkel come in and I tell them, they ask for the, the, the Trek phaser and I say, get off of our land. <laughs> I say, hey Garfunkel, get the fuck out of here. Because Cappy would look kind of like Garfunkel. Cappy's the guy, if, if you guys haven't heard of him, he was making some videos on Instagram and, and YouTube about some of the conspiracies we're talking about. He's going real deep with them, and he ended up, I think they said it was a suicide. I know he died. I yeah. believe they said it was a suicide. He jumped off of a bridge, I think, and then was run over by a car. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, there was, a, you, you go down that fucking, fucking rabbit hole. He basically added all these people that are now trending connected to all of this Lolita shit. And so I sit here and I think about the proximity of that. I, you know, less than six degrees with these people and it scares the shit out of me, you know? Yeah. Because, and there's a lot of people that are, that are, are associated with this thing that I have partied with, you know, only smoking pot, of course, on my end. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, and I, and who I've worked with. So it's, it, I've, I've been, I've been swimming with sharks, man. And it, 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 it scares me. And we all have, if this shit is true. Yeah. And, and, you know, how can it not be? How can, I mean, I don't know what the extent of it is. I don't know about reptilians, but there are certainly clubs, you know, there's certain, certainly societies where if you fucking join the club, yeah, they help you out, man. I mean, it's like a known thing. Um, and if you sell your soul as part of it, you know, that's a whole other thing. Right, and they try to compromise people. Like that's if you read the CIA manipulation manuals, they there is a strategy for compromising someone that you don't already have something on. What were you saying, Josh? Wasn't there some crazy story about Keanu Reeves, Dan? Um, oh yeah, like decking some dude, running out of a party. On. There was a story going on where I think he was in Italy, 
and uh, Keanu was kind of um, in between Matrix and John Wick. You know, he was looking for work, and he's meeting with I can't remember who it was, some rich producer, and I don't know. I mean, I, who knows literally the story, but. You hear it nowadays, and it sounds like uh, just another story on the fucking Twitter. <laughs> but yeah. uh, he um, he supposedly went to this guy's house and was like, "Yeah, maybe you know you can help me with a job or whatever." And uh, the guy's like, "Sure, sure, yeah, no problem." He's like, "Yeah, let's let's have a drink, let's talk about it." And they go to the guy's refrigerator. Jesus Christ! And there's in the refrigerator, um, <laughs> is a little a little white baby. With like a spig, with a fucking spigot in it, and a little brown baby with a spigot in it, and he turns to Keanu and says, "Would you like light or dark?" Oh my God! And Keanu went whoa and punched the guy <laughs> in the fucking face. Just matrix his way out of there, jumps out the window and just starts running. You know, um, I yeah, he punched the guy and then he left. Um, has he commented yeah. on that at all? Is it, I'm, I'm I don't sure. know. Yeah. But but fucking, you know, that's, that's I, I don't know about that. I don't know the validity of that. But you can, there's somebody who I used to fucking love, love those Lethal Weapon movies and Mad Max and all that. And that's what Gibson was saying, man. He's saying that fucking, you know, Hollywood's Den of Thieves is run by pedos and they're drinking the blood of children. I mean, he fucking said that. And there is they, there was a startup by one of these elites that was selling vials of blood of the young for eight thousand dollars in San Francisco not not a year ago, and I think they've changed their name and they're operating under a different name now. But they did they did all these studies that was that they funded that showed that the blood of younger rats has rejuvenating powers for older rats and. It, the, the the joke has been about the Queen of England. She's 400 years old. She's been sucking the blood of children for hundreds of years. That's how she's still alive. But now there's like scientific evidence that this young blood does, in fact, in a way, make you younger, which is nuts. Listen, to me. there's no. It's not a coincidence that these royal bloodlines and these Illuminati bloodlines lead back to Vlad the Impaler. To who? Say that again. To Dracula. Oh, okay, yeah. It makes all these stories start to have a, a, a base in reality when – like you tell me about Dracula when I'm 15 years old. I'm like, oh, that's crazy. It doesn't make any sense. But now you're reading all this like, holy shit, there is a basis in reality in all these stories that we've been told. Cut to, cut to Keanu and, and fucking Bram Stoker's Dracula is being like, whoa. Louis <laughs> Clark, oh. <laughs> I like I like Keanu. I hope he's not in on it. Whatever it is, I like him. I, 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 I mean, love Keanu. You, you know that he's not. You know that he's not. He, he seems I mean, like who knows? Uh, cool guy. I, like I, I saw like a picture of him like, hanging out with homeless people, like drinking yeah. whiskey with homeless people, and there's a lot of cool stuff that I've read about him that I hope are true. Yeah, me too. He's uh, he seems like uh, one of the good ones. <laughs> when we get back to work, it's just going to be me and Keanu, man. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are going to get all the roles, man. That's perfect. Say what? You guys are going to get every role. I guess so. Jeez. What do you guys think of these tic-tac-shaped crafts that we hear reports of periodically that 
Navy pilots have said that they've seen, but they're unable to catch, like our military saying that they are unable to catch these crafts that are operating. Uh, they're operating in ways that, that we don't even understand, apparently. Have you guys heard about these? Well, sure. Like UFO? Yeah. Um, yeah. Zero point gravity crafts. Yeah, yeah they look like little Tic Tacs. You guys seen anything? You guys are in Atlanta, yeah? Yeah. Um, yeah. You uh, you guys seen anything uh, floating around? I know I did when I was there. Uh, well, this isn't a Tic Tac shaped craft, but I was sitting on my back porch the other day, enjoying looking at the sky, and uh, I saw this like really long uh, vapor trail in the sky that I was just watching uh, grow as it was passing over me and you know, okay. like you see some of them come out of planes that just go away immediately. And then you see this one. That's just like, I, it, it makes you be like, Oh yeah. Okay. Kim trails are an actual thing. Is that what you're talking about? Danny? Are you talking about like aliens? No, I'm talking about UFOs, brother. Yeah. I haven't seen any UFOs. What did you see? Dan? Oh, me? Um, I was chilling one night at the, uh, Peachtree City Hotel and Conference Center and Jazz Club. <laughs> it's like, the, there's, there's a lot going on at that hotel. Yeah. And, um, that hotel is already like the, like the kind of like the fun disco shining, you know? Um, but, uh, I, um, so I'm sitting outside one night, midnight. I can't remember if I've mentioned. I'm not going to mention who I was with. I was with one of the, the cast. We were chilling, and we were smoking a joint. And I'm talking to her, and, and we start talking about these kind of experiences, you know, UFO experiences. She starts saying that, you know, sometimes when she goes into meditation, that she sees these very vivid images, um, lion faces, you know, uh, she sees orbs, you know, shit like that, like, uh, um, crazy shit. <laughs> and, uh, as she's fucking telling me this, she opens her eyes and she looks up over past my shoulder and she goes, Oh my God. And I turn around <laughs> And I see this uh, green-blue glowing uh, orb uh, just above the tree line. Um, and it was just hovering there. It was almost like the orb was just like, oh, are you talking about me? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so... Um, that's that's a ganja cough. That's not a COVID cough. Just yeah, I, I was about to call. I was about to call the quarantine police on you. Yeah. So I turn around and um, the quarantine police. Fuck. They're talking <laughs> about people snitch snitching like the fucking all the time. Yeah. You know? Um. Anyway, so I look, turn around, and I see this this thing, and it just hovers there, and then it kind of like sneaks down behind the tree line and we can still see it through the tree line and it kind of like peeks up <laughs> above the tree line. I'm still here. And then he like, <laughs> and then it just disappeared. I turned to her and I was like, you saw that, right? She's like, Oh God. Yeah. 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 And, and 
she's like, Dan, I was just talking about that. And then it, it, it was as if she said, Dan, you, you don't know what happened. I opened my eyes and it came from outer space. It came from all the way out and then suddenly it was here. And in the time that I turned around, it was just there. But she said it came from all the way the fuck out of space. Yeah. And, and in the one second that it took for me to turn, that's how fast it was to get there. And yeah. So, you know, you do research on these, these orbs. Um, and that's a common thing that, you know, NASA reports. Uh, well, I don't know, fucking NASA. Well, you, you see these. You see these uh, reports of these orbs, you know, um, and usually they're benevolent. Uh, they're and um, they say that these orbs um, are connected to uh, ascended teachers. Like if you're able to control your chi, yeah, you know, your Buddha. You're Buddha and you go to the next level, that's what you look like. You look like a fucking giant. You look like a star, basically. And, Interesting. Um, yeah. Um, and then you can shrink that image down into a humanoid form, which looks a lot like a glowing person, which would look like an, an angel. Um, so she saw that. Um, I just thought it was fascinating that it was as if it was listening and he, and, and it was just like, Oh, Hey, you're talking about me. <laughs> um, I've had, I've had several UFO sightings like that. Um, I, you know, I had a, I had a crazy thing. So let's, let's, let's go back to Don Perry for a second. Um, during Don Peyote, I, I had an experience where this woman was giving me this <laughs> chakra cleansing, you know? And I was like, oh, yeah, right, chakra cleansing, whatever. <laughs> but she, <laughs> she, she put these crystals up to my chakra points, up the trunk of my body, all the way up to my third eye. And it was like a goddamn ignition key. It was, it, it, it opened, it did, it opened up my chakras and I, she put the last crystal up to my third eye and I saw in my mind, in my mind's eye, I saw what you would, I learned later was uh, a Merkaba and this is, this is, you know, the fiery wheel that Ezekiel saw. Okay, in, in the Bible. Um, this is your spiritual body armor. Uh, so everyone has a Merkaba. And if you get to a certain meditative state, you open up your third eye nice and wide, you can see this thing. It, it looks like um, a three-dimensional Star David. Um, and it's a machine. It's like spiritual, it's a spiritual body armor where... When you go astral projecting, you put your soul inside this this thing, and it's your it's your Ferrari that you drive around the astral plane in, and and basically, you know, you can't. It's like a tank. You know, the the Israelis call the tanks Merkabas. You know, there's a reason for that. Um, so and you've done you've done astral projecting. 
I've come really close to it, but I've been presented with the vehicle that I'm supposed to actually project with. And I've been trying to figure out how to get the fuck into it ever since. Um, you know, I meditate. I've seen, I've seen like the outline of it, but nothing as vivid as that day. And I've been trying to get this woman, Anya, who basically opened up the door for me with this cleansing. She was like, look, I was just trying to fucking cleanse your chakras. I wasn't, you had a full scale awakening. You know, I wasn't expecting that. This is where I was going with it. She, so this whole, this whole thing is that her thing is that she has this relationship with what you call the galactic federation. Okay. Or the galactic council or cosmic council, which is essentially this, this, um, it's like this, uh, benevolent justice league of all of these aliens of different species that have come together to guide humanity and, you know, the rest of the universe towards, um, the good side of the force. So, um, if you believe that kind of thing. So during this whole process, this she she, she says, I, I really should have told it like this. Um, when she started doing these, this cleansing, this where she put the crystals up to my chakras, I was like, I was the full skeptic. I was like, I'm not going to give her anything. You know, I'm not going to show anything. I'm just going to, but inside there was, I was having these, this major energy fluctuation and when she got to the the when i was seeing my merkaba she says oh wow and i haven't i didn't say anything i'm just seeing it and she and she on her own says oh wow oh the galactic council is applauding they they it's, it's like fucking it's like the it's like the nasa control room over there they, they it's like they landed someone on the moon they're going nuts and she's like hold on hold on i'm trying to listen to what they're saying and she goes they're applauding and they say welcome back starseed they're so happy to have you back um and i was and i'm just sitting there just like totally in shock yeah so i go around for the next three days after that in a fucking days yeah didn't you say you were you're like seeing crazy shit over that time yeah, my third eye was wide the fuck open. I was having incredible dreams and basically walking around Manhattan and picking out all of the obvious sacred geometry and pyramids then and shit that were embedded in this the, the you know the, the the skyline and every single piece of architecture in that's in our city and almost in every single city and the and then going down the rabbit hole of the you know the geomancy and the ley lines and, and how everything is connected by energy and the fucking, basically the, you know, the chakra points of earth, you know, and, 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 and I'm going around for three days going like, Oh my God, you know, there's, <laughs> there's so much more, so much more going on. And, and I was like, am I ever going to come down again? I was like, that's it. I'm just like going to be wandering the streets right now like for the rest of my life is, as Don Peyote, as a homeless man, just <laughs> pointing out the, the symbology, you know, to everybody. And, um, and I, and I basically had a moment where I looked up to the heavens and I was like, please give me a sign. Am I, 
am I going crazy? Like, what is, what is, what is happening to me right now? And the message that I got over and over again, I saw it in signs and on the sides of buses, all in this one five minute period, right after I asked the question. And it was serious B, serious B, serious B, serious B. Um, and so I, you know, you look up serious B and that's a major star system. Um, I believe it's connected to the Orion, Orion's belt, you know, where, where the fucking Egyptians are pointing the, uh, the pyramids are pointing. Um, and many supposedly, you know, that's where we came from originally. Um, and so what is Sirius B and what is, and so I found out there is a message from Sirius B, a signal that is being sent, um, from Sirius B that is a frequency to, um, wake up dormant DNA. Um, isn't that interesting? And that's three percent of to, DNA that we we don't know. Isn't there like junk DNA? Yeah. Okay. So there's a thing going on where where the sun is changing, all the different, all the stars, everything's heating up. It's it's everything is a theory where this is part of evolution. That every that every thirty thousand years, there's this shift. This um release of energy that um, speeds up evolution on the planet, which would explain the missing link, uh, which would be a much um, more brighter story than the reptilian, uh, you know, Sumerian introduction. If there was some kind of solar flash that changed things on a frequency level that that added DNA strands that woke up junk DNA. So supposedly there's been a, a frequency coming from Sirius B for the last fucking 50 years. That's, that is the originator of this frequency that is now free, that is now flowing throughout the galaxy and flowing through our own sun. And they're connected supposedly to the, um, Cretaceans, which are the whales and the dolphins, you know, so long and thank which so long and thank all the fish, you know. Takes us back to Star Trek. Oh, does oh yeah, uh, save the whales. The movie where they, they go back in time. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh so yeah, I they're supposedly the the creatures the inhabitants of the Sirius B uh, planet. I guess there are many, but that's where dolphins and whales come from. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and they're God. highly evolved. <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah they're divided? Evolved. Oh, evolved. Okay. Yeah. Dolphins and whales are, are supposedly here to connect with us and teach us and share with us sacred knowledge. But we're just like, oh, wow, aren't they cute? Take a picture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, they're a bit rapey, though. Well, that's People. the problem is they they've been looking at us and just being like, guys, what the fuck? And they have gone insane. They have gone insane. They're just yeah. like, what is our purpose? It's like fuck the humans now. Fuck them, literally. That's what they that's what they're doing. 
There's been a lot of uh, stories lately about mysterious radio signals coming from space and like patterns and stuff. Like I'm looking at one on CNN right now. I've seen stories like this popping up everywhere. The fast radio bursts, millisecond long radio bursts are, are coming in patterns from outer space. And I believe it's that planet area that you're talking about. I know there's a handful of them, but there's a basis in, in what, what you're saying because we, are, we have been tracking that. It, I, I wish the news would focus more on stuff like that because that's the extraordinary stuff that if we really uncover what's going on, that is going to open people's eyes and really help us see. I don't think we see the reality that's going on at all. I think our, our third eyes are all fluoridated, they're all closed. Going back to the connecting with nature, I think could be the most powerful thing that we could all do, really. Yeah, Get, getting in touch with the natural uh, electromagnetic fields of the sun and the earth and the stars. And, uh, I uh, well, tell probably the best thing that you can do for your health. Tell Brad about uh, sun gazing, Dan. Yeah, sun gazing is um, it's really good for you uh, at the at sunrise and sunset. You know, those are the times when you 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 can look at the sun. It's good for you. It's a star. It's giving off all sorts of nourishing stuff. Your 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 eyes are essentially two black holes, which are created to absorb light. There, you're supposed to absorb the light. And that is what your pineal gland feeds on. You want to decalcify your pineal gland, you got a sun gaze, man. You got a fucking, because then you start to nourish it with what it, what it likes to eat. It eats light. And then it <laughs> starts working with that. You, you understand it? That's what your, that's what your third eye craves. And yeah. so that's why you look at the sun, you look at fire. Um, that is why, uh, you know, that's when we were cavemen and we were sitting around looking at fire all the time. Then, then what happened? We started telling stories. Why? Because our imaginations were waking up from staring at the fire. Our third eyes were being nourished from the fire. Now, well, what was that that you texted me today about May first? Yeah, May first. Um, you know, everyone's trying is is like, when are these tribunals happening? And and everyone was just like, oh, it's gonna be. Um, you know, four eleven. They're gonna flip the whole nine eleven thing on its ass. You know, oh no, it's gonna be Easter, man. It's gonna be, you know, it's gonna, you know, where are these? So I, I thought that maybe, maybe May first, maybe before May first, all the shit will go down because May first is May Day, and uh, what was the thing that said? Um, the Celts of the British Isles believed May first to be the most important day of the year when the festival of uh, Beltane was held. Symbolic fire was one of the main rituals of the festival, helping to celebrate the return of life and fertility to the world. And I would think symbolically, if you were getting rid of all the <laughs> pedophiles and satanic motherfuckers, you'd probably want to do it before May 1st and then celebrate on May 1st. Yeah, you know, try try. Do you think it's gonna happen? Then... I don't know, but goddamn, it would make for amazing television. You know, you know, I I I have no idea, man. I have no idea. I, I would love for yeah. I mean, like the anarchist in me, the 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 person who wants to not live in fear and wants justice. And one and wonders, just on a selfish level, fuck if these people were, if this if this system was taken out of the way, 
how would we who were not in the system thrive now? How how were we being how were we being pushed down before? Yeah. You know? What kind of how many jobs were were we pushed out of the way for in order to put someone from that cult in your place? You know yeah. what I'm saying? And psychologically, um, too, they've imposed the, the psychological barriers where people believe they can't exceed past certain levels just because of the way the system has been designed and maintained right. by this group of people. Unless you sell your soul. I've been very lucky. If I sold my soul or slivers of it, it was unbeknownst to me. <laughs> as far as I know, I, um, I did it the hard way. You know, There were moments where... I was with people who were proud Freemasons and they said, you know, you got to ask one to be one. And yeah. I know that they were, I know that they were courting me and I told them to fuck off. Um, so they were trying I, to, I, 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 yeah, I'm sure they were. Um, when they walk up to you and they, and they just, and the first thing they say is, you know, you got to ask one to be one. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like uh, they might as well have a Scientology clipboard. Um, here's, yeah, yeah. You know, here's the thing. I'm not suicidal, and I hate red nooses. Um, this shit, it's got it. it. It exists. It exists, and they're all connected. They're all they're all intertwined. All these clubs are just called by different names, and and everybody who is on the, the, the drone level, they, they totally wholeheartedly believe that it's, uh, they're, they're, it's for the you know, good of enlightenment and uh, they're, they're yeah. helping humanity. And they, they don't realize that at the top it's for nefarious purposes. They give them that moral purpose for it and that enables people to do things they might not have otherwise done. It's, yeah, it's messed up. Like, um, you, you look at all this stuff and you look at the predictions about New World Order, how it's going to roll out, and the mark of the beast, and all this shit. And it looks like what's happening today. It looks like, you know, what, what did they say? They said that the, in the Bible they talk about the Great Jubilee. You know, all the all, all everyone's taxes are paid. You know, we go we we all the debts are paid. We go over to the fucking that's the gold standard, right? Yeah. Now, it's like suddenly, oh my God! It's like we they they want to they want to tank the economy and they want to go over to the gold standard. Okay, so you're just like okay, everyone's gonna everyone's gonna basically be well off for the rest of their lives. You're gonna get free energy. You're going to get this healing technology. You're gonna get all this. It's gonna be a fucking utopia, you know. That's what they're presenting, and but you can't have it unless you get the vaccine. You can't yes. have it unless you get this, you know, tattoo, barcode tattoo. You know, yeah. Whatever you, whatever the mark of the beast is, whatever the fuck that is, that's what they're going to present to you, and they're going to say you got to get it, right? Or else you won't be able to be part of society. You won't be able exactly. to buy things. They have us by the balls now, and that seems like yeah. that is where we're headed. Even if it's military tribunals, like they clean house, yes, but then we're just 
beholden to our Savior. And then if you take a step back and you say, you know, is this, is all of this, is this all fucking planned? Is this just a slow, you know, psyop? I I think there's a major psyop going on as a part of it. Um, What you're saying about the, the vaccine stuff is the government might not even have to mandate it because they're putting so much pressure on all the private companies that the private companies are going to do it for them. This is what they did prior to World War One to get us into into the first war. Is they it's, it's called the Committee on Public Information. It's the first organized propaganda machine that the United States has. It's Edward Bernays, Walter Lippmann, all these journalists, and they 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 went around the country pressuring these corporations. You need to do your civic duty. They scare them. They pressure them, and then. The companies did the censoring. The companies spread the propaganda themselves. That way the government has the plausible deniability of saying, we didn't take away your rights. It's the company's choice to do it. And I see the same thing playing out right now. It's it's crazy. Will you guys get the vaccine? Hell no. <laughs> don't answer if you don't want to. But I, I've been thinking about it myself. But what am I going to do? I don't I don't want to, but what am I going to do? Well, here's the thing. I look over and I, I see my kids and <laughs> what am I going to, what the fuck am I going to do? I can't, I, I can't live outside of the grid. What am I? I'm like, like I look at my kids watching Disney plus and they're just so fucking happy. Am I going to, am I going to take that away from them? <laughs> yeah. You know, am I going to fucking like, and, and yes, it's all, it's just, oh God, we, we, we're, I'm, I'm stuck. I'm stuck. I'm stuck in this fucking thing. It's it's um it's really like what I, I what what am I what's the alternative? Take my family and live uh live in the fucking mountains and wait for them to come get me? Like like what are you gonna do? Yeah, at this point it's tough to see what some of the options are. I'm sure there's gonna be protests that arrive, so there will be people pushing back on it, but I I'm curious if they will actually try to mandate it. There's a Supreme Court case back in nineteen oh eight that did force some people it did mandate a vaccine i think it was for smallpox and i've seen some articles talking about how that could be a vote to to justify making it mandatory I, i'm interested to see where that goes i know i'm Ooh. not in a hurry to have bill gates vaccine if he's the one that comes up with it put inside no, no fuck the vaccine what, what about hydrochloroquine quinn or whatever the fuck it is yeah z-pack and 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 vitamin c that's what we should talk about that's it, like why they, they should be pushing that shit. They should be pushing a healthy alternative. And by the way, you look at the uh, molecular breakdown, and it's one molecule away from our our favorite three letter drug, folks. THC. Yeah. Did you hear that, Josh? <laughs> for for what? THC is one molecule away from hydroxychloroquine, whatever the fuck it is. There has been tests, and it has worked, and there has been people who've come out and said, this helped me, and he has given the caveat, make sure your doctor tells you, and there are a few, it might be side effects with liver problems, all the normal stuff that you would have and the concerns you would have with any, any type of medication, but when the, the media reports on it, they say, Donald Trump pushed an unproven drug that could kill, breaking news, somebody drank chloroquine from a fish tank because they saw Donald Trump tell them to take it and now they're dead. And it's just these, I'm like, why are you doing that? Like, wh- why don't you be reasonable about it 
and tell people to look into it. Why, why does it have to be this bullshit where you're trying to scare people away from it? Yeah, on the other hand, you're saying, take this vaccine, stay inside. It, it just it boggles the mind to, to hear them not even be reasonable about some of this stuff in the media. Pisses me off, really. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. just part of the machine, man. It's part of the whole fucking thing. It's, it's. I really hope that, I really hope that Q and and Trump and they, I hope they hope they fucking mean well. I, but I'm, I'm like I said, I'm not going to, I'm not going to celebrate until the vaccines are off the table that there is an actual presentation of healing technology that puts all this shit to rest and they start rolling back our rights. When that happens, then maybe I'll start feeling optimistic. Yeah. I'll be on board too. When all of that, when all of that happens, I hope it does. I do. I hope it, I hope that the, the theories are true. I, I, I think it's part of the psyop personally. I, I think there's truth in it, um, but I'm not holding my breath. I am hopeful. I think that humanity is, I think that we do uh, find ways to come through, and I think we will again. Thanks for spending some time with me today. I appreciate it. Sorry about the technical sure. difficulties. That's you, right. got, you guys want to plug anything? Uh, Josh, I know you got Action Show Studios. I know that you're trying to you get back going with some stuff there when the shutdown's over. You want to tell everybody about that? Yeah, I mean, we do video production, and uh, we do YouTube videos, uh, website videos, commercial and uh, we we also rent equipment and teach improv comedy. Awesome. Yeah, Josh does great work. I've, I've worked with him for years, and uh, he's got a great group of people over there. A lot of fun and always willing to help. That's been a great help to a lot of people. Dan, anything you want to plug? Yeah, Josh is going to play Trump in the sci-fi movie uh, that we create out of this crazy Bush's <laughs> Bushes versus yeah. Kennedy story. Um, so uh, Josh comes on my my podcast, the Forty Experience podcast. He he's our Trump on that. I like to I like to to bounce ideas off of Trump and see where his head is at. <laughs> you know, yeah. um, and uh, so that's what my my podcast has basically become recently. It started out talking about movies, but now it's just you know conspiracies and politics and. A lot, of, a lot of the same stuff you're talking about. You guys go down the rabbit hole for sure. Oh a God, fun. yeah. We, <laughs> yeah, I just don't give a shit anymore. I think, I think, uh, you know, it's time to to declassify. You know, shared knowledge. There's, there's, there's shit trending on Twitter that's, you know, nine million times crazier than what I'm fucking talking about. You know, so. And then I, in all my comic books, I got a bunch of comic books coming out this uh, year, this summer with uh, Heavy Metal Magazine, who I love. Um, I got a, my Moon Lake book, uh, Brooklyn Gladiator, and Fishkill, and, and they're all, um, Moon Lake is like Twilight Zone, but it's, you know, it's it's the wilder end of the spectrum of this stuff, aliens and Sasquatch and, you know, oh, demons yeah. and shit like that. And then, uh, Brooklyn Gladiator is my site, uh, you know, my dystopian sci-fi look at what 2033 will look like. Um, once we turn the dial up on all the headlines, you know, that are happening yeah, the, today. The art and then, uh, fish, is really great too. Thanks. Uh, Simon Beasley, uh, and um, 
uh, Ben Temple Smith uh, is. Uh, what did you say I, his I, name was? Simon who? Beasley. Oh, I thought you said um, Binkley. I was like, uh, that's my last name. I, I thought you said Simon oh. Binkley. <laughs> no, 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 no. Simon Beasley. He's uh, look him up. He's he he did. I, I was introduced to him uh, with Lobo. Like he did all of the classic Lobo covers, you know, from DC um, oh. that you remember from your childhood. Like to have him on the book is just incredible. And then I did this other book called Fishkill, which is. Well, as I was writing Brooklyn Gladiator, I was like, holy shit, man. Like, we're living the conspiracy now. Like, we're this, we're living the sci-fi dystopia. So I was like, fuck it. Let's, let's write about what's going on right now. So Fishkill is a prequel to Brooklyn Gladiator. Um, and, yeah, so check that stuff out, um, you know. And, hey, Dan, can yeah. you get that at comic book stores or do you get it through, like, uh, what, what's the best way? Yeah, to the, the whole comic book industry – the whole comic book industry is, is upended right now. Um, and who knows what, you know, we're trying to figure out what's going on with diamond. They're the main distributor, like what, what, what they can handle. Um, so whether it's going to be through diamond or direct, uh, to customer through heavy metal, um, those books are going to be available by July. So you're going to be able to get them either way. Either you know you um, they'll they'll be on shelves, or you know you'll be able to order it directly from um, the stores that they're in, or or from directly from the the heavy metal website. It's crazy, man. I, I, that used to be a thing that I would do. You know, fucking Wednesday you go to the comic book store. Uh, and crazy, you got guys. some of the the best comic book stores on earth in New York, or when you're in New York. Yeah, like um, they got some pretty cool shops there. I don't know when I'm going back to New York, man. Who fucking? I don't know. Are you even here. allowed to leave? I heard people are flying on planes. Sometimes there's like one person on the plane, like crazy stuff like that. Oh my god! <laughs> um, yeah, I I think I could go home, but I can't risk being stuck there because right we could we could start pick up, up production work pick up production again at the end of the summer or something so i gotta fucking i don't want to go back to brooklyn that's like the epicenter <laughs> i don't know yeah it's, uh, <laughs> it's apparently like a ghost town from what i hear from people on the ground but i yeah i don't know yeah it's interesting man you got a lot of a lot of cool stuff there's definitely going to be some listeners of ours that are going to be checking out your stuff because I, I know a handful of people I interact with are definitely down some of these rabbit holes we've been going down so I know that they will enjoy yeah. some of that thanks for coming on guys and sure. talk to everyone later yeah thanks a lot it was great a lot of fun thanks guys thanks for having me guys thanks man and you guys can check out our daily show at thepropreport.com. There you will find the Drive Time News Blast, articles, deep dives, interviews, lots of fun stuff. You can also find us on your favorite podcasting platform with the Propaganda Report podcast feed. And we do lots of extra content each week, and we do twice a month virtual parties that are very interactive and lots of fun for our patrons. So you can find us at patreon.com slash thepropagandareport for five bucks a month, less than 15 cents a day. You can get access to that content. We always 
happily accept more if you want to donate more to help the show continue to go to help produce the show. Thank you for listening, and we will talk to you all next time. Oh, and you can find me on Twitter under the Twitter handle at Freedom Act Radio, and you can find Monica, Monica Perez Show. 